Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. So I hope you uh, really enjoyed Christine's show, her Thriver show last week. And uh, this this uh, topic today is actually quite synchronistic with last week's article. And the reason being is because it's about worthiness. And Christine, when she stated to me that the greatest thing that she realized from her journey was that she'd never been able to feel or know her own worthiness and that she hadn't realized that she deserved to take space up in life, I resonated really, really powerfully with that, which is what I expressed in that interview. Now, before doing her radio show interview, I was actually just really, really deeply into this whole thing about worthiness and about generating my own worthiness and really sharing that message of worthiness with other people because I'd posted a Facebook message which was, a Chinese proverb, when sleeping women wake, mountains move. And you might have seen it on my page if, you're, if you go on my Facebook page. And my purpose in this post was exactly about sharing inspiration to help generate worthiness. And that particular post did receive a lot of comments and a lot of shares and a lot of likes. And from that response, It didn't surprise me. I really knew that it was an important topic that touched people's hearts. I know with my own journey of recovery from narcissistic abuse, especially this second time around for me, a huge part of my recovery was realizing just how disconnected I had been from knowing, anchoring into, and being able to really feel my own worthiness. And I know how many people will be able to relate to feeling inherently unworthy. And this was why I really wanted to unearth this issue. I also know that until we get out of old patterns and until we can look back in at ourselves, we may not have realized just how unworthy we did feel. And that's a real paradox in regard to our journey of evolving and developing ourselves. When we're stuck in a way of being that we've been in our entire life, we really don't know any better. And in fact, it feels really normal to us. And the goal is to evolve our consciousness. And often we don't know that we need to or we don't feel that we need to on certain topics some things might be really really glaringly obvious for us because they're just so painful and they've broken down and then there may be other things in our life 
that we've always been able to survive in or exist in, even though they're not optimum for us. And it sometimes isn't until we really take a stand for what is good and healthy and right in our lives and to create that from the inside out. And it's often not until we take on the efforting of evolving ourselves that we truly discover the profound difference of who we once were in that surviving or that existing in the face of who we have now become. And that was my exact experience with the journey of unworthiness to worthiness as it was Christine's. And it may be yours too. Now my realisations were really quite huge on this topic and in the process of my deep inner healing, I, just like Christine, realised that I'd been playing really small and I was scared to take up space in life. And I had a discussion with a girlfriend not long ago about my deep inner revelations regarding worthiness and the shifts I'd done on myself in regard to worthiness. And I asked her, did you always think I felt worthy regarding the work I do for narcissistically abused people? And her answer was, yes, of course. Why do you ask me that? And then I shared with her how I discovered a really big internal belief system that the wounded three-year-old part of myself had been holding on to that was sabotaging my chances of feeling worthy. And this part of myself had decided at three years of age, no matter what you do or how you prove yourself, you'll never be worthy of being loved and you'll never be kept safe. So you'll never be respected and you'll never be kept safe. So what this meant in real life terms was my entire life of achieving some pretty amazing things in quite a few areas of my life throughout my life had never provided me with any feelings of worthiness. So the three-year-old within me simply did what she did. She felt passionate about creating, yet she didn't believe that this in any shape or form earned her love, safety or belonging. So what she believed was, well, it doesn't matter what you do, you, you're not going to have those things. Now, all of these three things, love, safety and belonging, they're all fundamental aspects of worthiness. My friend, who is very spiritually aware, she understood. And she said, that makes so much sense as to why you never talk about what you do when we meet people. You're always happy to converse with other people about what they do, but you don't put your best foot forward for yourself. And she said, in fact, if people ask you what you do, you choke on it. And that's really true. People would say, you know, what do you do? And I feel like running and hiding under a rock. I didn't even want to tell them. And she admitted that that had always really surprised her and indeed it had frustrated her how I became really uncomfortable when the spotlight was turned on me. And she said she'd often wondered why I was hiding. And this was really so true. 
I never drew attention to myself out in public and I much preferred to live under the radar. And I certainly did not talk about my mission with family, friends or acquaintances. I know that when I was still holding this painful inner belief, even though it blocked my worthiness, absolutely I was still thrilled on a heart level for people I could help and I felt really passionate about being able to make a significant difference. But yet I was really struggling to assign any of my own worthiness to it. So it was almost like this self-sacrificial mission that I'm doing for for other people but I can't really relate to it for myself what I'm doing and I've always seen myself as very humble not needing accolades not needing recognition and I've always had a belief if you're good at something you don't need to broadcast it but truly my shrinking back was not to do with that even though I really thought it was it was a deep belief that I didn't deserve to take up space in the world and that if I did put myself out there and shine, what would be the use anyway? So the real truth was that I had no idea how to feel a deep abiding appreciation for who I was or what I did. And this is what Christine was talking about very much in the show last week. Until I found and I shifted this deep inner belief, I had no idea what the difference was between feeling unworthy and worthy. And of course this wasn't just about my work or what I did, this was just about so many things in my life, that belief the three-year-old was holding. And it wasn't until I deeply named and claimed that belief and found its origins and shifted it out with quantum freedom healing that I was able to open up to the space to truly anchor into and feel my inherent true self worthiness. And the difference is exceptional. It is so, words can't really express because wonderful is an understatement, it is just so wow to now feel what it is to deeply connect to my inner being's feelings of worthiness and deep appreciation for who I am in life, which is everybody's birthright to be able to have that deep appreciation for ourselves regardless of what we're doing. This is really about who I am. So lack of worthiness absolutely can relate to being abused. I mean, that's quite obvious on the surface but we can have a look at this a, a little bit deeper. Now, I know I'm not alone in this, that my unworthiness was a huge contributor to how I was showing up in relationship and absolutely a co-creation. And I know that so many of us who have been narcissistically abused, we felt nebula. We felt really invisible. We felt like other people are allowed to take up space in life and we really aren't. So isn't it any wonder that we attracted narcissists who have to take up space, who have to be the centre of attention? Narcissists, as we know, they have to grab the limelight continuously in order to garnish narcissistic supply, which is attention and energy, and they're deeply, deeply resentful when they don't. So 
even if we were being something in the world or doing something in the world, even though we felt small and nebular, if the narcissist had actually seen it as a threat or taking up space, well then, of course, it needs to be ripped down by the narcissist. So as codependents, we so easily moved over and we shrunk ourselves back. No matter who we were or what we were doing in life, we played small and we hid who we were and we let the narcissist take over. Because the reality was we weren't deeply anchored in who we were. It didn't take too much to push that construction over. And of course we just kept doing what we were doing in the background. We assisted all we could, we pulled our weight considerably and we kept the show going, the wheels turning and attempted to produce enough to keep the narcissist's dishevelled life intact. So how often did so many of us do what was necessary to bail out the narcissist from his or her mistakes? So the irony is for many codependents, other people apart from the narcissist recognised our abilities and our achievements but yet we couldn't feel them. We couldn't claim them or know them or feel any worthiness from them. And of course the narcissist in the idealising phase of the relationship glowed this recognition back to us, which was all part of the hooking and creating us as dependent. But yet in the devaluing phases, she, he or she did everything possible to find fault with us and declare that whatever we did or didn't do was never good enough and that it was wrong and we know that. So of course, you know, that only pummeled our lack of worthiness even more, it accentuated it. So the connection between shame and unworthiness is really important to understand and Earlier this year I wrote an article on shame and the link to that article will be on this article that comes out today. Our greatest barrier to feeling and knowing our own worthiness is shame. When there is an inner part of us that is holding shame, we don't feel worthy of love and belonging. And I know how many parts of myself did not feel worthy in claiming my divine and rightful place in life to be loved and to belong and it was these inner parts which were responsible for my fear and hiding and not wanting to be included in life, not thinking I was safe in life. Fortunately, my now evolving inner parts who have been working really hard at releasing the shame and the fear and claiming the energy from my higher self source and my loving internal parent know that they do have the right to take up space and be seen in life. That's now my internal belief systems. Rather than having to butt up and push back and fight against the old ones, I now have this lovely flow going. So becoming this new way of being, really flowing it out into life, is still a work in progress. But truly it is now expanding whereas before I was stuck. I had to really work at it. I had to shift my inner consciousness to achieve that liberation as a natural state of being. When we shift out of an injured and underdeveloped part of ourselves, we truly do claim the energy of being healthy on that topic. 
and it becomes normal and right to show oneself and to shine and to feel happy to be who we are because that's really our natural state of being. Anything else is actually unnatural. And our worthiness is such an important buffer against being abused. We naturally are going to gravitate to much healthier people, much healthier situations, and we are anchored enough in our own worthiness, our own sense of self, that we would no longer accept being diminished and abused as acceptable. And truly, it is the shameful, the fearful and limited parts of ourselves that do allow that to happen. It is really fascinating when we can again identify the matches, the matches that we are unconsciously playing out with narcissists. It really allows us to understand in greater detail why we attracted and sustained relationships with narcissists. Narcissists feel intense inner shame. And they've disowned their shameful, scared, hurt and damaged inner parts. And as a result, they're generating and navigating life from the inner wounded child. That disowned inner wounded child that is screaming and kicking and thrashing. That's the narcissist in a landscape. Now, it's not worthiness which propels a narcissist to take up space and to be big in life and to garnish attention, it's fear and pain. And it's the, it's the manifestation of I need to take energy. I'm so empty, I'm so tormented, I need to take energy by manipulation, charm or force to try to avoid their shameful screaming inner parts. Now, the parts of the narcissist that are screaming and shameful, they're underdeveloped, they're immature, they're unevolved. And they can't relate to relationship in a healthy, mature way. That's a total impossibility. Now, the parts of ourselves that are scared to take up space and resist shining as our true radiant selves, are also fearful, disowned young parts that have never been healed. And obviously, apart from the belief system that I shared about doesn't matter what I do, I'm never going to be loved, I'm never going to be safe, I'm never going to be respected, okay, there are tons of others that if we, that if we shine, we're going to get knocked down, we're going to get stripped down, we're going to get ripped down. There's all sorts of things. And there was many, many others that I had to work on in regard to worthiness. Okay, so the truth is narcissists and codependents are holding shame and pain from childhoods. That's a consistent correlation. Now, many people may assume I had a great childhood. And even if this was how you defined your childhood, logically, rationally, looking at it now, it's really important to understand that as a child you were primarily in delta and theta brainwaves up to about seven years of age. And this was the time when you received most of your programming about relationship, yourself, others and life. And you were actually then in alpha up until 12 years of age and that was only when beta brainwaves started happening. 
but it's primarily in delta and theta that you're absorbing the most programming into your inner belief systems, into your subconscious. So from this foundation of what happened, sorry, from this foundation, what happened in your life at those very young ages was absorbed directly into your subconscious without the ability for you to have any cognitive reasoning about it. So you weren't able to maturely define what was going on because your logical mind was not developed yet. So you couldn't assess anything as, well, this is your stuff and this has got nothing to do with me and my inherent worthiness. If we did not receive the repeat messages of our unworthiness, which was the knowing that we were loved and we belong and we were safe and we were secure simply for being ourselves, if we didn't receive those repeat messages from our environment, we had no ability to self-generate worthiness. So what was then likely was the emotionally charged messages we received from somebody else's lack of worthiness was what we absorbed instead. And we cannot anchor, we couldn't anchor into self-worthiness as a result of viewing and experience people who did not have their own sense of love, safety or belonging. We can't learn from people who haven't got those skills or those emotional vibrations happening for them. Now, many people did experience emotionally painful, traumatic and even highly neglectful childhoods that might have put survival systems, belief systems, hugely at risk. Now, this is the case with many narcissists and maybe probably even most narcissists that the establishment of a false self was a defensive mechanism to try to offset the deep pain of unworthiness and shame that was generated from significant abuse. Now, even if you did not endure a highly traumatic childhood, it's important to understand that children perceive events emotionally. It's from the emotional perception of events that we establish painful and deep ingrained belief systems, especially if the events messages are repeated, which they generally are, because that's how life works and that's how people's programming works, is it's in repeat. So that was what our parents were doing as well, so the messages were repeated. In my case, another child may not have emotionally responded to what my environment created. Most definitely, I was brought up by a mother who also struggled to be seen and to shine she played small in her life, regardless of the fact that she was incredibly capable and resourceful and intelligent. I was also brought up with strict standards in order to be enough or to earn approval. And I certainly did not experience significant trauma, neglect or abuse. My own emotional signature, so every child absolutely has their own emotional composition. We all know that. Even twins can be completely different personalities. So my own emotional signature coupled with my childhood conditions led to codependency. And absolutely deep ingrained feelings of unworthiness. As a sensitive child, I personalized a lot of what was going on. I'm not saying it was right or wrong or indifferent. The fact is I took on those messages in a way that 
created my unique blend of my life. So the deeper truth is that it was those underdeveloped parts of myself that created struggles in relationship with myself, life and others that would lead me to taking the necessary responsibility to evolve those parts of myself. And I'm very, very grateful for that journey. So hence the narcissistic relationships, which is the biggest wake-up call I believe we can have to possibly take the opportunity to co-create for ourselves a different reality, a different evolution of ourselves. Now what becomes really important for all of us is to not get stuck in the story. We could all write about what happened to us. Okay, we could do journaling for years. We could do the uh, reflection on it for years. We could join online groups for years. And we can keep living stuck in the reasons I'm like this for the rest of our life. Now, I really want you to understand that that is not what making the effort to heal these parts and evolve ourselves is all about. Okay, because a lot of people think, well, you know, because I understand why I'm like this, I've taken responsibility. That's not taking responsibility, that's staying stuck. So the truth is, it really doesn't matter how our limiting beliefs happened and how they got there. And certainly blaming other people in our life, if we're stuck in blame and shame, is not going to assist us in creating new and different life realities for ourselves. So we have to want to transform ourselves and we need to, we really want to evolve that, that inner child part of ourselves that's underdeveloped and scared and fearful and not solid into a healthy adult part of ourselves. And in order to do this, we need to deeply go into ourselves. We need to find, claim, and we need to name our wounds. So this is very different from the reasons of how they got there. We just need to find, claim, and name our wounds in order to shift them. If we just leave our belief systems operating unconsciously, then they are going to run our life by remote. I watched a Bruce Lipton DVD recently. He's a very good friend of Joe Dispenza's. And it's called Nature, Nurture and the Power of Love, The Biology of Conscious Parenting. And I really, really suggest that if you want to get scientific proof of how belief systems work and how your subconscious operates and how your entire life is created from the inside out, Get this DVD because it will fascinate you. Because this DVD is so about how belief systems are formed and they're from scientific quantifiable research and how when we have fearful belief systems in our body, which is the belief that the child is holding on to, our body contracts, our life contracts and our growth contracts. So we actually get stuck in we're de-evolving we're not growing we're not evolving we're actually disintegrating rather than integrating so this scientific evidence proves beyond doubt the effect belief systems have within our subconscious mind which drives our life and how if we don't effort to shift our consciousness how our life circumstances don't change 
because they can't change. So it may appear, and it often does in life, that the outside is creating our disappointment, our upheavals, and is what's sabotaging our happiness. But truly, it is our inner programs which are responsible for the attraction co-creation and how we're showing up in life that supplements these painful experiences. So therefore, totally in regard to our lack of worthiness, waiting for something outside of us to fix these issues is never the answer. So we're going to do a little exercise on locating your unworthiness. Because what happens is until we make the unconscious conscious, we have absolutely no ability to change anything. So we have to bring the darkness up into the light. You would have heard the expression, the truth sets you free. That's exactly what making your unconscious conscious is all about. And this I would love people to understand much more than what the general self-development industry allows people to understand that if you don't claim and name your limiting beliefs, you have no ability to shift them. So what does this really mean? It means self-avoidance will never allow you to graduate or evolve your life. It means covering up, hiding over, looking to the outside world to fix your pain for you doesn't work. It means pretending to be perfect and living behind a mask is a surefire way to keep the pain going. It means you need to go inwards with an incredible honesty, honest self-inventory and be prepared to get real and vulnerable with yourself. Because that unhealed young part of you inside requires that and nothing less. So were you like Christine and myself and scared of taking up space and shining? Maybe that's your deal. Or do you present yourself in life as a front of shining and being noticed, yet underneath that you feel small and unworthy? So to work out what is in your inner programming that is driving you feeling unworthy and feeling small, you need to feel into that emotion of feeling unworthy and feeling small. You need to meet it. You need to go to it. And then as you feel into it, you need to ask yourself, where in my body am I holding this painful feeling? And really take your consciousness into your body because that's where your consciousness needs to be in order to shift. It needs to be inside you. So then you can ask yourself, what chronological age is the part of me that is holding this painful emotion because we need to understand that our wounded parts are young they're the immature parts who do not know that they can generate their own solidness connectedness and wholeness they don't know that they have their own power now it's not until we evolve these inner parts of ourselves that they can generate their own solidness, connectedness and wholeness. So when you feel into that young fearful part of yourself, once you've identified the age and you might get two or three or five, now if you feel into that young fearful part, 
then you can really be inside it, be with it, drop right into it. No matter if it hurts, and especially if it hurts, you need to be with it. And then you can ask it, what is this about? What is this about? That's how I claim all of my belief systems. That's how I get to name them. And then I get to shift them. So if you have deeply connected you with yourself, with the intention of love and support and healing this part of yourself, you will receive your answer. Now that, this makes a lot of sense and it's so very true. If you have the intention of loving and supporting and healing this wounded inner part, the child part of you within you is going to trust you and is going to give you the answer, is going to reveal it to you. Now, if you are disowning yourself, if you're shaming yourself, if you're blaming yourself, if you're beating yourself up, if you've been damaging and punishing yourself, that inner child is not going to trust you, is not going to give you the answer, is going to keep running and hiding from you, and why wouldn't it? So this is why when we take that journey of being vulnerable and real with ourselves, the intention is not, can't be shaming and blaming ourselves. I'm damaged. I'm defective. Who would want me? I can't stand myself. Look at me. I'm rubbish. All of that's got to go because you're not going to get anywhere with any of that intention. The intention has got to be, okay, I've got stuff. There's parts of me that are hurting. There's parts of me that are damaged. There's parts of me that are unevolved that have not graduated into a healthy adult part yet. And I'm human. Everybody has this, just to varying degrees. Now, I really, really want to heal myself. I want to partner myself. I want to love myself. I want to stand up for my own worthiness. I want to stand up for my right to love and belong in the world. We have to create that love and belonging between with our relationship between us and ourselves. We need to bridge that gap between who we really are, which is incredible love and belonging, between what we've been acting out. We need to come home to seeing ourselves as source and life sees us, which is totally worthy. We need to take a stand for our own worthiness and loving ourselves. So it does. It takes a massive commitment to heal these parts of ourselves. It truly does. And create the adult version of love and belonging and safety with these parts. If you do it, you're going to start progressing into your true birthright of worthiness, which is love, safety and belonging. Firstly, between you and yourself and then with all of life and then in relationship with life and others. So I hope this has really, really helped you. Uh, really start anchoring into what worthiness means and how you can heal and evolve this part of yourself. So that's it for me and the blog article will be out and I'll look forward to your comments later today. Lots of love and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.